Hello, and welcome to the podcast, Equipped to March, with WVU Chi Alpha. The hope of this podcast is to equip small groups with sound biblical teachings on God and how to walk with Him, and to equip the small group leader with the tools to lead as God has called them. We pray you are equipped and encouraged by this podcast in order that you can march well for our King on the college campus. Now, please welcome our hosts. Sweet. Well, welcome back to our podcast and video and uh, for another week. And uh, my name is Christopher. And I'm Ian. And these are our guests. Uh, my name is Daniel. And I'm Jason. Yeah, they're from uh, Texas. They're some of our friends here with us for Missions Week. Uh, they're raising money to go to... We're going to the North Africa. And we're heading to Chile. Uh, yeah, so we have them on guests uh, on our podcast uh, as guests because, uh, yeah, they're raising money to go overseas uh, to other countries. And we're this week talking about missions, um, where it is in the Bible, what it looks yeah. like today, um, why, why we should do it. Um, and so, yeah, that's the topic today. So we're just going to go ahead and get started. And uh, yeah, Ian, could you kind of just open us up with this topic? Yeah, so missions, uh, before we even like get to, you know, explaining missions, we have to first like real quickly explain the gospel. And so, yeah, like man rebelled against God. And, and this is what like the Bible shows us. Um, we rebelled against the Lord and the Lord uh, made a way for us to like come back to him. Um, or like to be reconciled, to be made right with him. And so, you know, like through Jesus' death and resurrection, like our sins were forgiven um, and we're able to like be with God in relationship. Um, and then Jesus um, like sent, like looked at his disciples and was like, hey, the Father sent me, now I'm sending you. And I think that was like John 20, mm-hmm. uh, verse 21. Um, and so, yeah, like, like that is missions, is us going out because Jesus sent us out. Yeah, um, that's really cool. Like, you know, it it's, uh, doesn't make sense to talk about going anywhere uh, or being sent out um, if we, like, don't know why we're going in the first place. Yeah, and yeah. Um, just to kind of add on to, you know, uh, the, the story of the gospel um, and us, like, being, like, able to have a relationship with God again is just uh, a pretty well-known verse in the church, John three sixteen, um, And, uh, you know, it just says, for God so loved the world. So first of all, God loves the world um, that he sent his only son, Jesus. Um, and we know like from the story of the Bible that Jesus gave his life on the cross. Um, so Jesus came, gave his life on the cross. And then John three sixteen. 16, uh, Sin is only sin so that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, when Jesus said go, told his disciples to go out and, and tell the world of, of this, this good news, that we can have a relationship with God again, um, we as his disciples, um, we go with, with the motive of Jesus gave his life and God loves the world. You know, this is like yeah. something like God deserves, God cares about. He, his, his glory, his desires, his love for the world is, is our motive, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's funny. The thing is about missions in the Bible actually started before Jesus ever appeared in the New Testament. Yeah. It was, in fact, I would say the missions and the, and the overarching theme of every major story in the Bible is the reconciliation of man who has re- rebelled against God 
back to him in right relationship and that's that is missions that is that's what it is it's going and seeking and saving the lost it's mm-hmm. not about the 99 but the ones that have wandered away and yeah. seeing them return back in the restored in the right relationship with him yeah i remember i remember one time jason was giving a teaching on on missions for kind of all those small group leaders that were together um for our research group and I remember we used to make fun of him, but uh, it, the 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 sermon the sermon was uh, the Bible yeah. is yeah. a missionary book, and I don't know why it caught on as a joke, but it but it it was the first time that we went through the entire Bible. Like, you know, a lot of people think that uh, mission starts at the Great Commission when Jesus tells the disciple, "Go make nations of, uh, go make disciples of all nations." But really, it starts from the very beginning, from when man rebels from from God, Adam, Eve, and you know, it says in the Bible. Uh, the seed of woman talking about Jesus will crush the head of the serpent. That's God going back and reconciling man falling away from God all the way to the last book of the Bible, Revelation seven, you know, it talks about uh, John has this revelation that he looks up and there's a great multitude uh, of every tribe, nation and tongue yeah. being represented in heaven. And the Bible is a missionary book. Yeah. Like every, every book in, in the Bible accounts to, to a missional heart. Yeah, that's crazy. Like, um, I mean, we we don't have time to go into every single verse in the Bible that talks about his desire for people to know him um, or his, you know, like um, commissioning of of people, prophets, kings, you know, just the entire nation in general. Um, But we we what we can see and and conclude um, is that like, um, yeah, from from these things, uh, God desires that people know him you know and 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 that's like super clear all throughout the bible and so um yeah definitely encourage anyone who's like curious as to where those stories are versus um we can for sure like um put those in some of the resources and stuff but just read the bible see see god's heart for the world for people to know him um and and that's like that's our why you know of 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 what you know this thing called missions is. Um, and so just to kind of jump to, you know, what does missions look like? Uh, we, we've kind of alluded to it already. Um, but, you know, missions kind of put simply is is leaving one place and going to another place where they don't know Jesus and, and bringing, you know, the, the good news of who Jesus is, what he's done. We can have relationship with God again. Um, and, and yeah, and hopefully people accepting that and, um, just doing that. And so Jesus comes back. Right. Um, and so, so that's kind of put simply going from one place to another, um, with the good news of, of we can be friends with God again. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, kind of like, you know, in the, in the olden days, you know, uh, it was kind of like this, uh, heart of, you know, people would, they would pack their coffins with them to go see these countries, you know, like they're going to die. They weren't going to see their family ever again, or they're going to go live in huts and catch malaria and die from sickness and disease. And now we're a little bit more advanced. And so that's not really the case anymore, you know, uh, but the heart still needs to be there. But even now missions has kind of been twisted in a more humanitarian way. And, you know, going to build wells or churches, like kind of the, the temporal needs, but you know, we have to ask ourselves, what is the greatest need for man? Is it something temporary or is it eternity? Is it hearts? And, and the greatest need for man is to be reconciled with, 
was Christ. And so missions has to be at space, sending the gospel to these places. And with the organization that my wife and I will be working with, um, kind of their their vision statement is planting or starting a church playing movement amongst unreached people groups through teams. And basically what that means is, you know, I just talked about like, you know, it's not about building the physical church, but uh, they want to see a church planning movement happen, um, meaning that they want to, you know, in order to have a church, you have to have people, you know, the Bible explains the church as the body of Christ, you know, so there needs to be a community of believers. But before there can be a community of believers, you have to go and find that community you have to go in and so why you have to go and spread the gospel and people have to receive it and follow christ and then you know when you have a healthy church a healthy community they will replicate themselves and then you have um that church reaching out to other people and they you know and that's what that church planning movement is Mm -hmm. and and it needs to happen in these places that are unreached these places that uh you know there's some countries that are 99 percent Muslim. They have um, no real access to the gospel. They don't have, you know, people aren't lining up to go to these countries to go and and, um, live their lives there. They're kind of harder places, war-torn countries, uh, harsh conditions. Um, And they want to go to these places through teams. And one of the biggest things that I learned in Kaiafa was the importance of community. And, And it's important to go to these places not by yourself, you know, one one and done kind of you know this lone soldier uh but we go together as a community we go in teams so that we can support each other um in faith and in um accountability but that's kind of what it what it looks like for us today mm-hmm. yeah i think that the the key word you you really hit the key word is that it is the proclamation of the gospel and it's not necessarily i remember the first time i ever heard about missions was actually wasn't a sermon it was actually they were taking up an offering mm-hmm. you know it was the lottie moon offering and i was like who is lottie moon and why do i need to give her money <laughs> i was like yeah. what is this about <laughs> and nobody really explained it to me yeah and what you said i think it's right on that so much of the uh, of what we typically would call missions you know it's the construction of a, ch- a church an orphanage or feeding the poor those are all those are all good things yeah but the bottom line is that the proclamation of the gospel is what makes missions missions you yeah. know if everything is missions nothing is missions yeah. Yeah. okay yeah. it's the proclaiming of the gospel and that that is the common denominator no matter whether you're in north africa whether you're in latin america whether you're in northern asia whether you're in morgantown it is the proclamation of the gospel that this gospel must be preached as a witness yeah and then the end shall come you know yeah. mm-hmm. so uh you know, our our thing is that we're going to be in we're going to be on the west coast of South America. We'll be in Chile, where only eight percent of the population attends any type of religious service. I'm not talking about discipling or anything like that, but only eight percent of the population regularly attends religious service. Yeah. And um, you know, we're there to help plant the church, contextualizing it to that culture you know we're not there to uh, to make a, a another american colony that's the last thing the world needs is another <laughs> yeah. you know more colonization right yeah but we're there to contextualize the gospel where they can spread it who reaches chileans best chileans who who reaches people in north africa best it's other north africans yeah but you have yeah. to start somewhere yeah right mm-hmm. 
So that's why we're there is we're there to come alongside and not not to to do our own thing, but we're there to pull aside and side by side with the the, the people that live there, advance the gospel. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, missions is really uh, is really made a, a huge mark. I know in all of our lives here that we would not be who we are today if it were not for missions. And I would say that for most of the people that are in this audience, that you in each of us, we are ultimately, we're a product of missionaries. And you say, well, no, I'm not. My, my pastor's, he's a pastor. He's not a missionary. Yeah. But guess what? The gospel didn't start in America. <laughs> Whoa, what? <laughs> you know? no. yeah. Jesus was not born in New York. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. Somebody came to America. At some point, somebody spoke to somebody that came to America and, you know, whether your pastor was educated in a Bible school or, you know, seminary, something like that, that was planted by somebody. Yeah. Somebody had to plant that, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. The Chi Alpha that, that we were in, the Chi Alpha that you're in here in West Virginia, it was started by a missionary. You know, yeah. you actually know somebody that's a missionary, right? Yeah. So you are connected, whether it is somebody you know personally or somebody that was maybe 200 years before you, you're connected. Missionaries have changed the world. Yeah. If you want to yeah. change the world, this is this is it. Yeah. Yeah, I remember uh, just thinking like what you were saying, Daniel, about like you know the the greatest need, like just the word need is uh, kind of have like different connotations with it, like depending on like what the context yeah, is. Yeah. But like, yeah, like growing up, kind of similar to Jason. Uh, I like went on mission trips in middle school and high school. My church was like super missions minded. Um, and it was awesome. But like, yeah, we were painting churches that were already built for churches that were already there, yeah. you know? Um, and you know, it was, it was fun. And like, I, I learned, I guess that like missions was important in the church at least, you know, like I, even though I may not have had like the, the most accurate picture of like proclaiming the gospel being like inherent for like missions to be like you know what it is but then when i got to uh sam houston joined chi alpha um you know started to see more of like yeah what what man's greatest need really is relationship with god and um if you don't know him then man's greatest need is reconciliation with god and um so like just just thinking um in terms of like um kind of like what could i do with my life <laughs> Like answering that question, like, oh, what do I want to do with my life? Um, if I if I was unselfish to some degree and I said, well, what does the world need? Um, then I even then I could have like some ton of different answers. Um, but like looking through like the lens of the gospel, if I believe like man's greatest need is to be relation in relationship with God, then that changes like. That really changes how I answer what am I going to do with my life, you know, that, that that question. And so just thinking about, like, I don't know, the other night at a small group, we were talking about some country in North Africa. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, that was a crazy conversation because, yeah, you said it was like 36 million people live in that country. Yeah. And... um it was like 2,000 Christians. Yeah, I, I think there's around 2,000 Christians. And not even all like one unit, but spread throughout yeah. the country. Yeah, so throughout the country. And and so like, you know, we pulled out our calculators and started doing some math because we were just like, this is kind of crazy to think about. And if I remember correctly, it was like 18,000 people 
Right. So, yeah. And so for the, out of the 36 million, the 2,000 Christians would have to take responsibility for 18,000 people. So yeah. per Christian, they have to evangelize or like talk to 18,000 people about yeah. Jesus. And uh, we were like, how long would that take to do? And uh, if you talk to one person a day, it was like 50 years. Yeah. Like for for everyone to at least hear the name of Jesus, yeah, right. mm-hmm. to have a conversation about it, it's going to take that person fifty years of their life. We're not, and we can't even, you know, we're not even talking about follow up, yeah. disciple, studying. That's just to yeah. share the gospel. And like, like, yeah, it's. I mean, that's a lot. That's a long time, and and it's like, like it, what, like you're going, you know, it's like you're, you're going to be like talking to some of these people that those people. Um, could potentially talk to you and, mm, and so it's yeah. like yeah like going um to these countries would like help yeah yeah yeah, yeah it's kind of like what what jason was saying like working alongside and and for us it might be kind of starting the the church in the context of uh, north africa mm-hmm. um but you know it has to start somewhere and then eventually like the church will grow and they will reach themselves Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah um can you guys share a little bit about like just to kind of get um a better picture of like what what changed between you know you guys are both students at one point uh, and then you had some plan for your life and then there was like there was some change that happened between you know not really caring about people in other countries knowing Jesus and then now you're raising money to go with your wives and potentially be in those countries for your whole life. Right. Right. And so, um, you, you guys asked this question of what can I, what should I do with my life? And, you know, when looking at the need or other things as well, Mm -hmm. you know, you, you decided it's worth it to do this. And so can you kind of like just describe some of those key components and, you know, why, why are you going, basically? Um, just, just like, yeah, share a little bit about y'all's stories. Yeah, that's, uh, that's a good question. I remember, uh, so when I went through college, uh, missions wasn't really the first thing that I was thinking about. In fact, I graduated and didn't go straight into ministry. I didn't go straight into missions or anything like that. I took a job working as a stockbroker for Edward Jones, and I was doing that for two years. And sometime around that, I guess, 2007 or 2008, I remember hearing a sermon uh, by Leonard Ravenhill over Philippians 121, and he, which says, for me to live is Christ, to die is gain, right? And that's, mm-hmm. that's kind of a tough verse. And then he followed it up by like just a punch in the gut, right? <laughs> said, you know, are the th- and he said, that the things that you're living for are worth Christ dying for. Yeah. And the, the answer was no. Just honestly, and it would not leave me alone. And it, it just like rung in my, I feel like it just rung in my spirit for, for, for like a year, you know? And it was, that was a huge, I remember, I remember hearing that and just remember the, just the, I was like, I know the Lord is speaking to me. And there was, yeah. I mean, they just, it just stuck with me. But it wasn't, you know, that, that one moment alone that turned me to missions. It was, successive moments with God like that. It was, a, it was, you know, built precept upon precept, you know, going, um, and I think it's okay for, for people's call to God to not just be, sometimes it is a momentary thing, but sometimes it is 
like Abraham, go to that land and I will show you, mm -hmm. yeah. is doing the next thing. And the call of God is built sometimes over a period of years from go and I'll show you, go and I'll show you, go and I'll show you. Yeah. And mm -hmm. that's that's what happened to me. It was not just a, a, a moment in time that it happened, but yeah. it was just one encounter with God over another, that, and they built upon each other in succession. Yeah. So. My my experience would be the same. Like it took like successful moments where it was just like I was exposed, you know, I was being told about missions in Kaifa. Um but it probably wasn't until like going on a trip, um, and then like follow up afterwards what the trip was like and, and keeping the people I met like in front of me and like just asking the Lord like Lord, like, are you wanting this? Like is this is what you want? Because, like I don't even really know what I want to do. Um but like the Lord, like those moments kept like coming up where it's just like, I want you to go. I want you to go. Yeah. yeah. In, uh, in Acts chapter nine, it's the, just very briefly, it's, it's basically Paul's conversion on the road to Damascus. And of course he was struck blind. Mm -hmm. And that, uh, that in itself is an amazing story about Paul. Paul's conversion itself is amazing. However, looking back, that was chapter one of all the things that Paul, that, that Paul did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That just gives context. That story just gives context to everything else that he did. What that means is that if you're in a place where you feel like that you're blinded, or you feel like that you're that you're in, you have no purpose. That could just be chapter one. Mm -hmm. It yeah. could just be the context of all the things that God has planned, and and vision and vision for your life. Yeah. And yeah. you could just be stuck in just kind of a moment in time where God is going to build upon yeah. what's there. So be encouraged, you know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Daniel, um, kind of like, uh, could you share a little bit about like, um, you know, I know that I know that Jason had gone to Chile before, mm -hmm. and then yeah. when he went back to the U.S., there was like something about Chile or whatever was going on that he saw it worth it to go back for longer one day. Yeah. Um, yeah. And for you guys, kind of similar thing. Um, whether it was, you know, the first step was going to that country first or there was some other stuff but basically like what were some like like what were like why are you going back yeah for longer yeah well what's crazy is that um eight years ago in in 2012 i i answered a call to missions i said lord i want to be a missionary and that was before i even been on a mission trip and there was this thing called the world mission summit and it's this huge conference where AG brings all these missionaries from around the world and you can have a meal with them. You can hear their story. There's guest speakers that are just kind of fueling this passion and burden for missions, exhibits showcasing what each part of the world is spiritually. And from there, um, it was the first time that I thought about the Middle East in a spiritual context. You know, um, it's very easy post 9-11 and all the wars going on just to kind of see it as like, okay, that's where the terrorists come from. And uh, I never thought about it spiritually until coming to Chi Alpha and gaining a heart for people in general. And then I go to this this mission summit and they're, t they're talking about, you know, this place that has, it's 99% Muslim and they have no missionaries even in that country. And it's like, okay, there's a need. And I, I'm willing, Lord, will you take me? You know, like, am I good enough? I'll, I'll go. And um, that's kind of my answer to missions. And it was before I even went on a trip, but then, uh, the rest of those things kind of helped fuel that that burden. Like I did eventually go on trips, and I saw the the need for myself, and it kind of supported that 
that call that I answered. And then eventually it was kind of just, um, it was just meeting the right people and going to the right places that I was like, okay, this makes sense that this is where God is leading my wife and I to go. Yeah. So it's the right people at the right place at the right time. Yeah. Those things have to all intersect. Yeah. So you didn't go in 2012. You yeah. Didn't meet, you didn't drop out of school and just yeah. go. Okay. Yeah. I knew it was going to be a, a long process, but um, I knew I had to do something like then mm-hmm. until whenever. I didn't know when I was going to go, but I just knew that, that I was going to go. And, um, you know, I would pray for these countries. Um, I remember along the way I got convicted of, you know, i I can help have my hand in this in these countries by supporting people that are already ready to go, mm-hmm. and in that way I'm playing a part in the Great Commission without being there yet. Um, and it was just different convictions that Kyle did so well to instill in my heart. Yeah, yeah. I think like I mean, just thinking about the question, or like not thinking about how like learning about missions over the last many years has. Uh, effective like my life daily um and and yearly is um not weekly or monthly just daily and yearly yeah. um, <laughs> you know it's uh just <laughs> that's right uh you know like just like what you said about um that that pastor who who preached on uh, philippians 121 like is what is what i'm living for worth christ dying for and yeah. um thinking like man there's there's a lot of people who have no way of knowing Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and and if I'm just sitting here living my life, you know, like spending my money and my time on whatever I want to, which is a pretty normal American mentality, um, yeah. it's, uh, it's very helpful to know um, what, what the need is and, and you know, what um, the likelihood of people – on in many different parts of the world, um, the likeliness of them not knowing Jesus. And I remember this past summer hearing like a statistic that like 3.2 billion people in the world um, live in countries where there's like basically like less than 1% Christians, um, less than 1% uh, Christians in the population. There's like zero Bibles. There's no churches. um, And that's just compared to here so crazy because we're recording in a church yeah. Uh, my neighbors are Christians. There's a co- Christian coffee shop next there's door. Like Bibles right up there. Yeah, yeah. There's right. probably there's you know there's thousands of Bibles in Morgantown alone. And yeah. so, man, like, yeah. man, I need to I need to give money to people who are gonna go. You know, and I need to give my time to pray for people in other countries to know Him and and people to go and be sent and give their lives to missions like you guys are. And so, um, yeah, it's just like I don't know, like just over the years, like learning stuff about this, reading missionary biographies, reading the Bible, getting to know God's heart for the world has been such, um, like pivotal, you know, stuff for, for kind of answering that question and, and, uh, of is what I'm living for worth dying for actually being able to answer it, like (laughs) feeling okay about myself, you know, and like, not for like my own sanity, but like for the glory of God, God, you know? And so, um, yeah, it's it's a it's a pretty that's a crazy question. Yeah, it reminds me of what D.L. Moody says, who's the, the pastor out of Chicago. He said, "Give your life to God; He can do more with it than you can." <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
And that's true. That's a true statement. Yeah. If you give your life to God, he will multiply the influence. He will do way more with it than whatever you you can do with whatever you study and whatever job you get and mm-hmm. living the American dream, you know? Yeah. Yeah. There's, a, there's like a saying, it's like man plus God is the majority. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, well, so what about like, uh, and just kind of wrapping it up here now, like, um, if you guys like were to give some suggestions on what students could do now um, in order to take part in um, helping people across the world to know to know God, like what what, what are a couple of things you guys would suggest? Yeah. Um, well, kind of pointing back to my own personal story of like, you know, 2012, eight years ago, I said I'm going to be a missionary. And those eight years was God convicted me there's things that you can do now there's things you can do now and you know there's books that you can read that inform you about these countries that you can pray more specifically other than you know Lord save this country but you know actual specific needs um, supporting missionaries you know like um, we we don't go with our own money we're, we're going because there's a team of people who are supporting us financially support a missionary I think that's the biggest conviction of mine right now and I'm still being convicted even as I'm support raising, I picked up two missionaries this year. And um, I think going on mission trips when that opportunity is given again, um, going to see the need for yourself, um, there's a lot you could do now. That's cool. I think one of those books, uh, Operation World, World. it is an app, so it can be downloaded. Oh, yeah, there's an app. Yeah, it's yeah. It's it's every a, every country in the world, you can it will give you all types of not just yeah. geographical information, but <clears throat> spirit information about the condition and the, and the needs, spiritual needs of that place. Yeah, yeah. that's awesome. Uh, well, thanks for answering that question and uh, for all this. Like, uh, yeah, I know that like even just talking about this today and uh, when we've been preparing for it, I've been like stirred some more to to go and like take part in what the Lord wants to do yeah. around the world and um, just to kind of like wrap it up like all this is for the glory of god we go because he deserves it jesus gave his life for the world to know him and uh yeah like read your bible talk to your small group leader resource leader about missions and and um yeah just ask the lord what can i do to help people across the world know you so but that's it uh some resources will be in the description and so check those out Uh, Hope you have a good conversation with small group. And uh, yeah, see you next week.